So this episode is going out on August the 1st. It's the start of, you know, August, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and I thought, well, in August, why don't we just have a short series of podcasts, a kind of summer series, as I'm calling them, where I'm going to share with you over the next three weeks, five top tips. Very briefly, first of all, today on presentation tips, then next week on August the 8th, sales tips, and then on the 15th of August, sales pitch tips. And then I've got a series of guests lined up for the rest of August and well into September. So that's what we're going to do. Welcome, everybody. This is episode number 227 of the Better Presentations More Sales Podcast. My name is Trevor Lee. I'm your host. And welcome if you are a brand new listener. You've only got 226 episodes to catch up on. <laughs> now, as I said in the intro, I thought it would be a good idea to do a short, brief summer series, okay? Because, uh, you know, August, you know, lots of people on holiday, you know, not all parts of the world, of course, but in, you know, lots of parts of the world. So here we go. We're going to do a short, sharp series of five top tips, starting today with presentations. Next week, we're going to look at sales tips. And then on August the 15th, we're going to do sales pitch tips. That's it. And then I've got some guests lined up after that who are keen to come on the show. Now, if you'd like to come on this show or you know someone would be great for the show, then do get in touch. Podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk. And don't forget, if you want to leave a review for the show, that would be amazing. Just do that on your, on your regular podcast app. And as a reward, if you want a reward for leaving a review, not everybody does, um, then you can, if you like, acquire from me a copy of my book, 12 Business Lessons from Running an Ultramarathon. It's the first draft edition of the book. OK, there were one or two full stops in the wrong place. But all you've got to do is send me a screenshot of your review to podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk. Enclose your name and address. doesn't matter where you are in the world. And I will send you an inscribed uh, version of the book. How about that? Right. So now let's get on. So five top presentation tips. All right. Well, let's just remind ourselves of why we want to do a presentation and what we want to get from it. So I always think that a presentation, if you follow the four, maybe even the five E's as a rule, okay, you, you can't really go that wrong. So before we share the five top tips, let's just remind ourselves of those, those four or five E's. So you've got to engage your audience. That's really important. You've got to educate them. Don't tell them stuff they already know, okay, because that will just bore them. You've got to enthuse them. Come on, you've got to want, them want to do something, haven't you? Otherwise, what is the point of doing your presentation in the first place? And to a degree, you've got to entertain them, all right? You know, if your presentation is 10, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, it might be online, whatever it is. But to a certain degree, I, I want to feel as though that was good fun. And therefore, the fifth one is enjoy. Because if you enjoy delivering your presentation, then I'm sure your audience will as well. So five top tips based around those five core principles. Right, tip number one, start your presentation with them, not you. All right, this is so obviously simple, yet so many presentations start off with details about you, your company, the awards you've won, how long you've been around, all that, all that stuff, your great social media presence, whatever it is, your brilliant coffee machine, I don't know. Oh, God, and is that interesting for your audience? No, it's not, because they already know all that stuff about you anyway. Otherwise, why are you doing the presentation? Okay, you might be saying, well, I'm doing it at an event, Trevor. They've never heard of me. Okay, that's fine. But it still doesn't really matter to the audience. At this stage, they want to know, they want to know what's in it for them. What are, what are you going to offer that's good for them? And then they'll find out about you. 
When I started working in advertising about 100 years ago, you know, they used to say, don't put the name of your business at the top of the advert. Put a headline that promised a benefit. You know, we will, you know, our lawnmowers cut your grass. <laughs> I haven't scripted this, you can tell. Um, rather than, you know, J Lawnmower and Sons or whatever it might be. This is a really poor example, isn't it? But you know what I mean? So, Remember, about them, not you. It will make such a difference to the way your audience are engaged by your presentation. So don't start with you, start with them. Right, that's number one. Number two, now this is a really important one as well. Remember, slides, they're a prompt. They are not a script. So why, oh why, oh why do we have so many slides across the world in business presentations that are just rammed full of words, written in sentences, that presenters then start to read? Okay, so come on, let's get rid of the words off the slides, please. That would be really good. So remember, if you've listened to some of these episodes before, you might have heard me say about the golden rule. When I'm working with people on presentations, and I'm working with one fella at the moment, and he's got a typical corporate presentation, and he's, you know, he's delivering to big corporate companies across the world, and every single slide is absolutely rammed full of words, and he's delivering this online, you know, and we're going, oh, come on. And he's realising now, you know, and he's got to go back to his marketing department. He's got to convince them. But come on, let's start. Let's start the ball rolling here. So here's the here's the here's the uh, here's the challenge. Start with one word on a slide and work up to ten if you need to. Now this is going to be a big phenomenal challenge for most people who do presentations. Ah, oh, Trevor, I've got to have more words than that. Why? So here's the phrase to think about. Your slides are a prompt. They are not a script. And if you just follow that rule or that that idea then that will help you get your head around that. Remember, you know, you're talking during the presentation, aren't you? You're not, you know, how many how many of you are doing a presentation or how many presentations have you seen where the presenter puts up the slide on the screen and says, right, there we go, and then shuts up and, and, and or even says, right, I'll let you read that slide. I mean, occasionally they do, but it's not very often, is it? So what happens? They've got all this big, you know, loads and stuff on the slide, loads of words, and then what they do is they then either read the words, which is, oh, gratingly, you know, bad, or they talk over the words. And then you, as a member of the audience, you're not sure what to do. Am I supposed to listen to you? Am I supposed to read the slide? What's going on? So it's listening to you that really matters most of the time, most of the time. So get those words off the slides. You know, if you're going to, if you want to cause death by PowerPoint, then fill your slides up with all sorts of chaos. All right. So don't do it on here. (laughs) Right. Number three, One of the big challenges for anyone when they're presenting is they uh, run over on time. I mean, you know, you've all seen that. You may have happened to you. You know, someone comes along and says, hey, yeah, I've got a 10-minute presentation. And 13, 14 minutes later. Or, you know, you go to an event and there's a series of 15-minute presentations. And the first two people take 20 minutes, 25 minutes even. They've no idea. So here's a rule to make sure you don't overrun on your presentation time. Because it, A, it's an insult to your audience. B, it's not great for the organiser. And C, there's a good chance that you'll realise you've overrun and you'll suddenly stop. And, and that, that's not great. And that's actually coming up in, uh, in, uh, in top tip number four. So here's the thing. When you're practising your presentation, make sure you deliver that practice at, practice, you know, at normal speed, okay, 80% of, in 80% of the time you've been allocated. So for simplicity, if you've got a 10-minute presentation, that is eight minutes. If you've got a 20-minute presentation, that is 16 minutes. And you think, oh, God, that's a, I've got four minutes, you know, that, you know what am I going to do with that? 
on the day, you will use those four minutes up, I guarantee, because you'll elaborate on a point that you didn't do during the practice. You might go a little bit slower than you did in practice. You will use those four minutes. But I can guarantee that if you practice delivering a 20-minute presentation, and when you time it in practice, it takes 20 minutes, it will be 24 or 25 on the day. And then you've overrun. And then, you know, you might end up missing the last bit out. And that's the key bit. So 80% in practice. Try it, okay? And if you can't deliver it, then you've got too much stuff in your presentation. You've got to be ruthless. You've got to get rid of stuff. And go back to point number one. Okay, think about what the audience want to hear, not what you want to give them. So if you have to leave stuff out, leave the stuff out that's about you or you think is nice to have, isn't going to really make any difference to the outcome. You just want to say how great you are. It's one of those bits again. So get rid of all that. All right. Right. Number four, at the end, tell your audience what you want them to do. All right. You've engaged them, you've enthused them, you've educated them, you may have entertained them to a degree, they've had an enjoyable time, you've ticked all the boxes, hey, great, they're in the palm of your hands. So don't waste that by then just, you know, you get to the end and you might do a short summary and say, thanks very much, uh, or you, you know, thanks very much, any questions, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so remember, you know, do tell them what you want them to do after you've finished, all right? That might be you know, meet you afterwards or, you know, ask you for a a white paper, whatever it might be. Okay, think about what you want them to do next and actually subtly mention that to them all the way through. Okay, all the way through the presentation, remind them subtly that's what you're going to be asking them to do at the end. And I, the way I would do that is, you know, at certain points of the presentation, I would say, right, on the next slide, I'm going to share with you how to, uh, how to use your voice during a presentation. And at the end, I'm going to be suggesting that, you know, if you think you can't use your voice very well, get in touch with me and we'll organise a Zoom call and then maybe we can work out whether I can help you with your voice during the presentation. Right, the best way to use your voice. See what I mean? So you've got that kind of flowing thing happening as you go through. Now, I mentioned questions and this is uh, top tip number four, part two. (laughs) Okay, It was really hard to get these down just to five top tips for you. Um, so top tip number four, part two, is if you're going to do a Q&A, don't save it to the very, very end of the presentation. Bring it in before your summary. Now, usually you might say, oh, you know, people might say, well, 20 minutes for your presentation, Trevor, and uh, 10 minutes for the Q&A. So what you need to do then is do 18 minutes of presenting, 10 minutes of Q&A, two minutes of final summary. And the way to do it is simply this is to say after 18 minutes, right, ladies and gentlemen, well, we, as you know, we've got a Q&A. So before I do my final summing up of this presentation and, uh, and remind you that what I want you to do next, got that bit in, notice that, um, we're going to have, uh, we've got the Q&A. And then, of course, you, you might say, anybody got any questions? All right, now there might be, usually, there could be a pause because not every, no, it's not always everybody, you know, wants to ask the first question. And the way to get around that, and you will have heard me mention this on other podcast episodes if you listen to previous ones, is to have a couple of rhetorical questions up your sleeve. So, you know, you might, I might say if I was delivering a presentation on, uh, we'll go back to use the voice thing. So they might say, well, tr- you know, Trevor, what's the best way to use a pause in a presentation? That's the question I'm asked a lot. So let me answer that question while you're, as the audience, thinking of your question you'd like to ask me. You see? And the skill with the rhetorical questions is to ask two questions about a key part of the of the presentation you want to get over. All right, so build your two rhetorical questions around 
key parts of that. It will make such a difference. And it gives you a chance to re-emphasize a key point that you've already raised. Got it? Okay. Right. These are, oh, by the way, I'll put all the information in the show notes for this episode as well. So you, if you, you know, you don't have to write all this down, you can go to the show notes, all your podcast app, they'll be there. Right. Number five, this is simple, but so many people don't do it. And it's, it's this, you know, prepare well and practice and prepare well in advance. So if you've got a presentation next week, don't start working on it on Friday and then think, oh, I'll just check it on Monday and deliver it on Tuesday. Okay, if I've got a presentation to do, um, I hope that I've got at least three or four weeks notice to do it. And I start working on it straight away. And what I don't do is I don't fire up the PowerPoint. I sketch it out. I, I can visualize it in my mind. I talk it through to myself. I sketch it out. And then if I'm going to use slides, I'll start to add a few slides to it to give it that body and that substance. So prepare well, but do it well enough in advance. And particularly if you've got a team presentation, because, you know, those are not easy to deliver smoothly. So if you've got a team presentation, you're going to need to prepare even more in advance and you're going to need to practice more. So practice your presentation, but don't practice it, you know, thousands of times until you think, oh, I'm not quite word perfect yet. Because, you know, don't do that. Don't do that. Practice enough just not to, not, you know, to be confident that you, A, you're not going to mess up, and B, that you're going to run on time. Okay, those are the two things, really. So I think, you know, maybe two, three, four run-throughs, if you like. If you've got a you know, significant presentation to do, the way I tend to do it is that I get the presentation. I've, I've you know, been building it over a couple of weeks or three weeks or whatever. Then I have my first run-through. I tend not to time the first run-through. I just go through it. I walk through it, and I stop, and I start, and I think, oh, that doesn't really work. Or does that, does that help me achieve my objective or the purpose of my presentation? Not really. And then I think of something on the hoof, and I think, well, I've got to add that in. So the first run through is it could take a lot, you know, 20 minute presentation might take me an hour, two hours even. I don't know. Um, but it means that by the end of it, I've kind of got a feel for where I'm going with this. So then I make all the adjustments, all the amendments, get it kind of in the order, have a quick flick through it. And then I'll do a proper practice run again and we'll time it. And then I'll see if it flows and how well it comes out time wise. And then if I've got to make changes because the timing's not quite right, then I'll leave stuff out. It's very rarely people put stuff in because they haven't got enough to fill the time slots, usually the other way around. And then I'll go for a third run through and I think, right, I'm happy with that. And then I might possibly run through it a fourth time. You don't want to peak too early. You want to save your best delivery of your presentation for the live event, not for the practice run. And on the day, you know, if you want to practice anything on the day, practice maybe the first minute. So there we go. There's the five top presentation tips for you, ladies and gentlemen. So start with them, not you. Remember, slides are a prompt, not a script. Don't fill your slides with loads of words. Start with one. Avoid overrunning by timing yourself in practice to deliver in 80% of your allocated time. At the end, make sure your audience know what you want them to do. And if it's a Q&A, bring it in before your final summary. Prepare well and practice. Right. Thanks for listening. Next week, five top sales tips. See you then.